Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I tell you, you would think that at some point the media would just acknowledge that they are probably some of the most left-wing biased hacks out there. Journalism is almost dead, and it's hilarious to watch them try and scramble and act like they're actually trying to be middle of the road when they report certain things. Welcome in. It is election day for some places in the country. Hint, hint, wink, wink, if you know what I'm talking about. So let's have some fun with it. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio and TV, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. We're going to have some fun today. We have the governor's recall election in California ongoing right now. It's been going on throughout the entire day. Uh, Polls closing in just a little bit. We'll talk about, uh, according to the media, it's already done. I don't know why we need to talk, cover it, talk about it. I mean, Newsom's going to win the, you know, to shoot down the recall. According to the media, he's going to win by a landslide. It's going to be great. And the conservatives gave it to him, according to not progressive pundits, but the mainstream media, Larry Elder, the conservatives, they gave Governor Newsom the election because conservatives are so unpopular in this state of California. Is that true? I have a hard time saying that. Uh, California is always one of our top downloadable states for our show already, just on conservative listeners already. There's tons of people we talk to in California all the time that talk about the conservatives in California. So I have a hard time believing that, but that's what the media is saying. Are they true or not? We'll get into that here in just a second. Welcome in. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. You can find us with our handle at Hoosier Reason on all of our social media on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, and the website at HoosierReason.com. Although we are still on the suspension from YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, shocker, right? We are still suspended on YouTube, so don't go there. But you can go all the rest of them. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District. Look forward to chatting with him. We had him. uh, We sat down with him earlier today, so we'll play that interview in just a little bit. Big news out of Washington, D.C. As he is uh, not just commenting on the Afghanistan issue, not just talking about the uh, Biden mandate for vaccines and OSHA. We'll get to that and, and chat with him about that. Of course, we always spend way more time than usual with him. So we got like a good 20, 25 minute interview with him. And we always love and appreciate his time very, very much. So we'll play part of that on the show. The rest of it will be an extended special edition uh, of the uh, Voice of Reason podcast, which you can find on any of your favorite podcasting sites. We'll play that entire interview at length on there. But the election in California, let's jump into it, shall we, with the uh, what's trending of the day. What's trending today? So according to the media, it's already done. It's already over. I, mean, I don't know why we need to spend any time on the California election. Now, as you know, and I've told you this before, if I was not in radio, I love politics. I've been in politics for a long time. I joined the College Republicans in college my freshman year. I was the chairman of it by my sophomore year for, for a semester or two because it was obviously what I wanted to do. I went for political science. And then I realized that unless I wanted to become a lawyer or a teacher, that political science was a useless degree. And I dropped out and went to a broadcasting school to learn radio and TV. 
And obviously this is helping me because now I can combine the two in order to make a nice little package to uh, talk to you on the radio every day and get you energized about the topical issues. But I've told you that if I was not in radio, my favorite job that I think I would love to do would be a campaign manager or a campaign strategist. You know, where they call them in and fly them into the country, uh, fly them into a certain district, and they walk in and say, all right, here's what you do. Here's your messaging. Here's what you have your slogan be. Here's the kind of babies you got to kiss and the pictures you got to take. Here's the certain message you got to do. Here's the either positive or negative campaigning you have to do. Here's the ad you have to run. I would love to do I love internal politics, especially on the campaign front. Now, the problem with those guys, though, which I would have a very, very difficult time with, is that they don't have a whole lot of moral boundaries. Now, some of them do, obviously, but a lot of them don't, and they just don't care. They play dirty. They do the negative politics. They smear, do the smear campaign and mix whatever they can just to make someone else look bad. They just don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Whoever's paying the most amount of money, that's who they're going to go and campaign for. So I would have a really difficult time with that, but I love the internal politics. Now, according to the media, Gavin Newsom was actually facing a tight race early on. And then once more conservatives jumped into the race, then they say that the polling shot up and Gavin Newsom now has a landslide victory that they're anticipating for tonight. Is that true? Now, I know some people out in California, uh, just by talking to them on the radio, I don't know anybody personally out in California, but by friends and associates that we've had on the show... That doesn't seem to be the case. Larry Elder jumped into the race a little bit late. But as you know, Larry Elder being a conservative talk radio host. Before that, we had uh, a couple other conservative-ish candidates that actually jumped into the race. But did you know that there are 46 total candidates on the recall election? Now, apparently, I don't know much about California, but what I have been able to find out is that the election, it doesn't matter. You don't have to get a majority. It's just whoever has the most percentage points at the end of the night wins the recall election. Whether it's Gavin Newsom shutting down the recall, whether it's a different recall candidate coming up and challenging. But 46 candidates, and you could have someone with a 20% win, but as long as they had the majority compared to anybody else, then they actually win the election. I did not know that. Looking at the candidates, there are a few politicians and some that I just don't know. Republicans, former state senators, uh, let's see, county supervisor for Riverside, Jeff Hewitt. I don't know any of these. 66-year-old Republican, former Sacramento area, Doug Ose. Then you got the uh, celebrities. Of course, you have Caitlyn Jenner, which was kind of the Republican conservative before Larry Elder actually jumped into the race, which everybody was just like, Really? Caitlyn Jenner being the conservative? But she's actually, he, whatever you want to say, actually has some conservative values too, Caitlyn Jenner. Then you have Larry Elder that jumped into the race, conservative talk radio host, guest on Fox News. And now the campaign apparently has been smear Larry Elder. We had Joe Biden actually campaign on the trail, which I thought was hilarious, which to me, I have to admit, showing Joe Biden fly out to California and campaign for Governor Newsom, to me, shows that they feel relatively comfortable. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I really want to see Republicans take over the state of California. I really want to see the governorship go into Republican hands to start fixing that state. I have hope for California. I think California is a beautiful state. I want it to go back to normalcy and rationale and common sense and reason. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Because if Joe Biden's campaigning out there, then you probably know it's in a safe category for the Democrats. Because the pre- if the standing president or sitting president or 
president that doesn't remember his name goes out and campaigns, they're going to make sure that he doesn't look bad if the candidate that they're actually campaigning for loses. And you know that there's some D.C. strategists that have sunk a massive amount of attention and money into the governor, uh, governor, governor Gavin Newsom election in California. And then they show up and be like, oh, Joe Biden, the president's going out there, got a campaign, going to help out. Joe Biden couldn't bring 20 people into his own rallies during the presidential election. What makes you think that he's going to pull a crowd in California for someone else? Doesn't make any sense to me, but they had him on the campaign trail yesterday. And, of course, they were doing the smear ads against Larry Elder, which apparently is the front runner for the race on the Republican side, along with Caitlyn Jenner, which I find both very interesting. The minority individual and the transgender individual both running as conservative Republicans in the state of California that's supposed to be the massively woke state against a white rich guy that goes along with the celebrity elite. Does this not make sense to anybody? this entire thing absolutely hysterical the white elitist that has all the money that works with all the richy rich celebrity elites in the progressive side in california is the democrat while you had the minority guy and the transgender individual that's running as the conservative republicans wanting to fix the state i don't know how you could cut that any more ironically but yet you can because it's california there's a piece out of news.trust.org that talked about the Republicans, how they say that the Republicans have given the race to Gavin Newsom because of what Joe Biden said in the rally yesterday, saying that it was the closest that you could get to a Trump candidate, Donald Trump candidate, meaning Larry Elder, that's running, that is giving it to Californians. Because while they may be upset with Gavin Newsom, they're not quite to the level of swinging the pendulum to the other side of the aisle and being more conservative. I'd like to disagree. At least I would hope so. I don't live in California. I can't really uh, break down exactly what the mentality is for California voters tonight. But at least I can hope that we could see a Republican and a conservative come out and stomp out Gavin Newsom, who's a complete buffoon, has no clue what he's doing, has completely been emotional, kind of like our governor here in Kansas, where I'm at, the emotional reaction to COVID, still hasn't opened things back up completely, is now going on the bandwagon of vaccine mandates and trying to force people to get the vaccines, trying to isolate them out of society with the vaccines, except for the illegal aliens, of course, when you just want to be the sanctuary state for illegal aliens. But Republicans somehow are giving the election to Gavin Newsom. Now, I mentioned this yesterday as a little bit of a tease on this issue uh, going into the end of the program, but if it were me as a Republican and as a conservative, I would not campaign on any other issue. You have 46 other challengers in this race. To try and focus on all these scatterbrained different topical issues uh, for, let's say, abortion and for gun rights and for taxes and for COVID and for everything else that you want to talk about, you don't have time to do that. California is a very strange place to where you get a campaign on one singular issue, especially for a recall election where you have a short amount of time. You campaign on one singular topic. You focus on that. You do not divulge from that one. You stay on topic, on cue. You do your message, and you try and make that the biggest issue in California. Larry Elder, in my opinion, has failed on that front because he's divulging gone from the to the Harvey Weinstein Me Too sexual assault cases uh, and against apparently how Gavin Newsom was tied into that in some way, shape, or form and, caught, and gone more to the personal attack level as opposed to strictly this is about COVID. 
People are angry at Governor Newsom for losing all these businesses that are leaving the state of California. They're upset about non-essential businesses. They're upset with the story, if you remember, of the salon that Nancy Pelosi went into when they weren't supposed to have anybody. You were supposed to stay separated. You weren't wearing a mask when you were supposed to wear a mask. Non-essential businesses shut down, except for the elites. That's the campaign message you focus on. That's it. Nothing else. You don't talk about, you, I mean, you tie it into the economy. We can get the economy back up and going. We start cutting regulations, allowing small business to grow again. You allow minority businesses to grow and flourish. You start getting the EPA off their backs to allow them to succeed to where you can grow individuals and hire more people and open more stores or whatever else you want to do as a private business. That's what you focus on between that and COVID because they kind of tie in together right now with the labor shortage and the COVID regulations and all this other garbage. You tie those in. You don't talk about social issues. You don't talk about personal attack ads. You don't have time for that, man. You just can't. Governor Newsom is spending massive amounts of money from the elites from Hollywood, the elites from Washington, D.C., as being the cool, like, good-looking dude of like, oh, it's going to be all right, man. Like, I'll get things opened up. I just got to go along with it. Typical California thing. Like, I'm really thinking the California voters that vote for Governor Newsom are going to be kind of the weirdos that are just like, yeah, all right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. I mean, one of these. It's just like, dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down. Snap. And after that, you just drop in. Just ride the barrel and get pitted, so pitted like that. That's the Governor Newsom voter that's going to turn out today. The rest of them are going to be split between the other 45 candidates on the ballot. The question is, are there too many of them to keep Governor Gavin Newsom in power? It's going to be the big question at the end of the day today. More coming up. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
Reason at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I will say I'm cautiously optimistic about the election in California because there is an opportunity here. Imagine, if you will, after a major election in 2020, we had Donald Trump win, lose, whatever you think happened. Actually, their voter fraud doesn't really matter. But we have the most progressive administration or just the dumbest administration. Not really quite sure where they fit on that category. One or the other, one of the most progressive or the most uh, just brain dead administrations in American history. We botched a withdrawal of Afghanistan. We have $3.5 trillion in federal budget that we're going to blow. We have a $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan we're going to blow. We have some information about an election voting law system that's being passed, that's going to be passed at the federal level as well. Yeah, now things are kind of opening up and snowballing in a very negative way right now, which is very concerning to me. The question is, at what line are people going to draw to say enough is enough or we're not going to deal with this kind of stuff any longer? And while many of that's happening at the federal level, that also bleeds down into the local elections as well. If you've ever done any campaigning at all, volunteer for a campaign, run for one yourself, whether like city council, county commission, uh, whether you're a campaign manager, whether you just made phone calls, knocked on people's doors. I mean, you know, you know that even if you're campaigning for a state legislator or a county commissioner or a city council person, wherever you may be, that stuff going on at the federal level gets brought up. If you're knocking on people's doors, hey, I just want you to know about this candidate. Make sure to go out and vote on this date. They're really great. They're conservative or they're even they're progressive, whatever. The person that's usually opening the door is like, hey, I'm kind of sick of those Donald Trump policies. Or, hey, I'm ready for Donald Trump to be back in there. Would you guys please stop that liberal progressive crap? And that's usually what you get at the door when you actually talk to someone if you're on a campaign in any way, shape, or form. So this is going to bleed into the campaign in California. The big question is, in a state that Joe Biden, quote unquote, won by 30 points, whether that's true or not, I don't really know. But California predominantly is very, very progressive at least in many in certain areas that just kind of overwhelm the rest of the state, unfortunately, because they're all about, hey, hey that 51% can beat up the 49%. I don't really care. Democracy's terrible. Can we just admit that? Democracy's stupid. That's why we have a constitutional republic. And I think, again, we need to have some type of uh, electoral college at the statewide level across the nation. Not going to happen with the new election bill, and we'll get to that here in just a minute as well. But imagine, if you will, A Joe Biden administration, the most brain-dead, left-wing, progressive, absurd administration we've ever seen in American history, and yes, this even tops the Barack Obama administration, come in, overhaul the entire system, and their sanctuary, their safe space of progressive elitism that is California and New York, begin to crumble and go back to the right. If that happened and California went red in the governor's race, 
Then we see people losing their minds over in New York City and the New York State and starting to go the other way as well. Tired of what's going on with Andrew Cuomo and obviously with him stepping down. Now we haven't heard much of New York, have we? If that starts going back to the red as well, because people see the pendulum swinging slowly back. They're tired. They push the envelope a little bit too far and we start going back the other direction. If their two sanctuary states of California and New York begin to even go moderate Republican or even just less socialist crazy, then we could see a a turning in the tide. We can see the Democrats maybe starting to play it safe at the federal level just a little bit more. We could see them trying to just pull back their agenda just a little bit. Either that or they're going to go as far as they possibly can and say, let's get as much of it as before we lose power because once it gets in there, it's not going to go away. They're either going to play it really, really dangerous or they're going to start playing it really, really safe. But if we could change the dynamic of California, imagine what that would do to the nation. Getting the Larry Elder in, even getting the Caitlyn Jenner into the governor's seat as a conservative to start changing the tide. What would that do mentally, psychologically to the Democrats who think that's their safe space and that Gavin Newsom, who's a complete buffoon, is just going to walk away with this election according to their estimates? going to be really interesting to see. I really hope that we could wake up and be pleasantly surprised tomorrow. But again, that's that eternal optimist coming out in me. Congressman Bob Latta will have him on the program right around the corner after the bottom of the hour. Stay right here on The Voice of Reason for Tuesday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much as always. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Because that's the way we roll. Welcome into the program. So <laughs> we've covered a lot on the election. I am. We'll see what happens with that. I don't really know. I mean, I'm the eternal optimist. I still think that we have an opportunity to do well in California. It's just whether people turn out. The media, however, if you've listened to any news reports throughout the day, they've really just uh, said, oh, yeah, people aren't going to turn out. They don't like Newsom, but they're going to wait till the general election. It's just too chaotic. It's too crazy. There's 46 candidates on the ballot. I don't want to have to think through all that stuff. So trying to 
discourage people from showing up to the elections. And then, of course, trying to say that Newsom's going to have that uh, landslide victory, which the polls show that as well. But that just happened within the last couple of days. So, I again, the manipulation from the media to try and sway people one way or the other. We'll get back to that a little bit later, wrapping up the program. I do want to shift gears. We have a major issue going on with voting rights and a national voting bill. I don't think this is H.R. 1. I think this is something different, so I want to talk about that in just a little bit, too. But uh, I want to shift gears a bit here. We sat down earlier today with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. We get him on every month. It's always good to talk with him. And like usual, we went about 20 minutes plus uh, with our interview with him because there's a lot going on, and it's always good to uh, pick his brain on everything that is going on. And I think he enjoys being on the program well as well. So we're really honored for that fact. But so we trimmed it up. We're going to play part of it on here. The rest of it, I really, really, really encourage you to listen to the entire thing, which the rest of it is going to be on the podcast as it is a special feature as usual to where you can just get the straight interview that we did with him, the raw, unedited version of that interview uh, that we did with him. That is the full 20 plus minutes long that you can hear. You can find us on The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites, and you can listen to that. But for now, this is a portion of that. As we sat down with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio earlier today to talk about Afghanistan, to talk about the infrastructure and spending bill, and this is what he had to say. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Well, thanks. Uh, very good. Thanks very much. And I, I apologize for my allergy voice, but it's that time of the year. Yeah, it is the season. It's always brutal. It's a, It always affects you right when you need to, and uh, when you guys are battling some crazy battles up there. We have a lot I want to talk about that's happened over the last couple of weeks. I want to start off with Afghanistan. Now that we've, quote-unquote, officially pulled out of Afghanistan and that's all done, the Taliban has taken over. I know we were on high alert last weekend with the 20th anniversary of September 11th uh, across the nation. Thankfully, nothing happened, but we now have a military in Afghanistan that's more powerful than the country of Australia with their equipment and military and size from what we left over there. What's the concerns and what is it like for us moving forward in the nation with concerns now that we have another enemy that has been empowered by what we've actually done? Well, you know, it's a, it's a horrible situation because, first of all, our men and women have served for 20 years making sure that we're protected. We haven't had an attack on this country since then. They did their job, and we have to thank them every day for it. It was the bungled, botched withdrawal that this president performed, or if you can even use the word performed, that might be giving it too much credit. But, you know, not not being in consultation with other world leaders, not, uh, you know, having Tony Blair, the former uh, prime minister of Great Britain, who was there when uh, they, they uh, went into Afghanistan 20 years ago, called uh, Biden's wordsmithing um, imbecilic, which I've never heard another world leader ever say about an American president. And when you think about what we've, what's happened now is we've now given the Taliban wide open space. They, you know, and when you're talking about dealing with Haqqani, who we've got a, a bounty out there, you know, for a, a wanted poster of him for, I think it's about $5 million, and we're negotiating with him? Yeah. Uh, there's something wrong. And so you, when you look at the, and you're right, you know, 600,000 small arms. You look at the artillery. You look at, uh, you know, 15,000, 16,000 night goggles. You look at the uh, Force uh, C-130 aircraft. You look at all the helicopters. I mean, and it's tens of thousands of vehicles we've left on the ground there. So, you know, they can sell this stuff and use it against us then. And with our open southern border, 
that's another problem because again uh they can uh, come right walk right into this country because since the Biden's policy of letting the border be wide open and taking when I was down there in May over 40% of our, our border patrol offline they can just walk in here wow. and so instead of having a safer world president biden has just made it a much dangerous world for the united states it is very dangerous, like you mentioned, with our southern border being open and vulnerable right now with individuals just being able to walk across it for some odd reason because we've wanted to revamp some of the immigration laws. Now we have the concerns with China. I mean, we had a, a strategic position with some of our bases over in Afghanistan with just being a couple hundred miles away from China. What's that going to do to our relationship with China, with our relationship to Russia and Afghanistan's relationship to China and Russia? Because obviously Russia and China are already moving into Afghanistan right now, aren't they? Well, if you look just before uh, Biden's bungled uh, withdrawal in Afghanistan, you know, and the loss of those 13 uh, uh, troops that we that, uh, you know, is horrible. But but you look at uh, what uh, China was doing beforehand. They were meeting with the Taliban and the and government have have people have to remember that we consider them terrorists. But now this administration is acting like, well, that's who we're going to deal with now. And then when the Chinese, you know, there there was reports showing that the Chinese have already started to uh, try to get into Taiwanese airspace. What happens if they think, you know what, we got we got a, a pushover in the White House. We'll just go over and take over Taiwan. And not only was that, you know, taking over a sovereign country, but then with all the trade, we put the Taiwanese, all the chips, everything. So, I mean, it's it's so dangerous what this administration's done. That they haven't, you know, their their foreign policy is just absolutely a disaster. It is very scary. Now, I did hear that we had some hearings over the last couple of days with uh, Congress members uh, talking to the military about the operation in Afghanistan. Obviously, Democrats loving the military leaders on how they actually handle it, thinking that they're just all great and wonderful. Republicans, some Republicans at least, calling for resignation of military leaders. What's your thoughts? And do you see any resignations coming in the near future, or do you think that we're just going to kind of stick with the status quo? I think it's going to be status quo because, unfortunately, you know, it's a 50-50 tie in the Senate with the vice president breaking all ties. And in the House, Pelosi's running it like it's, they have a 100-seat majority. Well, they only have a five-seat majority. Yeah. But they're going to push through everything they possibly can and try to, and you know, do is, I mean, it's, it's, it's damaging to this country and to our national security. But, uh, you know, I, when you go back to the question as to, you know, those on top, always have to remember the president is always finally responsible for everything. And when you talk about disasters in foreign policy, people have to ask themselves, when have we in history or in memory had a foreign policy as bad as this? I'm going back to either probably the Bay of Pigs yeah. with John Kennedy. And this is this how bad it is. We haven't had anything like this. And so our national security is on the line. No, it absolutely is. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. Let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the other message that Biden came out with last week. I thought it was uh, kind of ill-timed, ill-prepared when we were going into the 20th anniversary of September 11th and just two days prior to that. He's not talking about, you know, safety of the country or concerns about terrorism or concerns about radicalism or concerns about uh, Afghanistan. He's talking about COVID-19 and vaccine mandates and came out with his new plan and new rules that OSHA apparently is going to be enforcing now. 
with any company, private company across the nation that has more than 100 employees that needs to get all of their employees vaccinated uh, within their country. I don't know how that's okay or legal or constitutional in any way, shape or form, but is this going to actually be enforced and how the heck is OSHA going to enforce such type of rule for the, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of companies all over the country that have more than 100 employees? Well, you know, first and foremost, this thing's going to court. And, you know, there's going to be multiple lawsuits. But the one thing, I, I just hope that when these lawsuits are being filed, that we have the companies out there that, quote-unquote, have standing, meaning that, you know, they have the ability to be before the court. I don't want the courts to start throwing a suit out saying, well, somebody didn't have standing because they wouldn't be affected by it. But, for instance, just on um, uh, health care, uh, I know that in the northern part of my district along the Michigan border that uh, I was when I was up visiting not too long ago that uh, when Governor Whitmer up in Michigan was putting her mandates out there people just uh, were just working in Ohio because they said we're not going to we're not going to get a shot so you know uh, I uh, this thing was it wasn't even dry the day the president announced it but my county commissioners in my home county and we have a nursing home that they run that, uh, you know, they contacted me immediately saying that, you know, we could lose staff and then who's going to take care of the people in the nursing home? Because when you look at, pardon me, we have about almost 11 million job openings in this country with 8.2 million people unemployed. That still means you almost have 2.7 million job openings. If you don't like where you're working right now or don't want to get a shot, you're just going to go someplace else. So healthcare is going to be is going to be affected in the worst way. There it is. That was Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th Congressional District on the program. We always love having him on. Again, he's got a lot more to talk about. We talked about the uh, just the Biden mandates as well with the vaccine. We talked about the $3.5 trillion uh, federal budget, which he's been in the late night meetings with uh, Congress talking about some of the details of that. $3 trillion in taxes for small business and others. Kind of an important deal. So we'll uh, get some of that. You can listen to that interview again as the extended version of the podcast uh, when you download that later on after the program. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about some fun stuff. AOC in the news again. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. Plus some serious news with the voting issue. Uh, will Democrats be able to pass a national voting bill and overhaul the statewide elections? A lot of legal issues, federalism being tested for sure on all different counts right now. We'll do that and more when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a Tuesday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me, it's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com you're listening to the voice of reason with andy hoosier welcome back in last few minutes of the program wrap it up today on a post monday celebration one of the best days of the entire week i don't care what anybody else says the fastest hour of radio on radio plus the live stream and the tv and podcast and everything else as well i i like to have fun i know this is low-hanging fruit i know that it's low-hanging fruit and it's just way too much fun and way too easy to do so but we got to have fun with it right we got to i am told (laughs) this is a garbage disposal yeah (laughs) she's low-hanging fruit it's just way too easy to make fun of it but the heck and i know you've heard this on the news throughout the entire day if you listen to any other talk radio shows which i'm sure you do but i don't really care because it's hysterical but i have to admit You can't beat the hypocrisy or the irony more than trying to just spend a day in the world of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Kind of like the California governor's election, where you have the white elitist Democrat that's running against the minority guy and the transgender guy who are the conservative Republicans in the race. Uh, You can't make this stuff up. Only in Looney Tune land could you actually make this stuff up. But yet it's happening in real life in the election in California and now with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She went to a gala, as I'm sure you the Met Gala, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. $30,000 a plate to get into the event where she went wearing a dress that had a message. And by the way, she's a poser, absolute poser, because this has already been done. Apparently, this is a cool new hip thing where you get a really fancy dress or a a suit or something that has some type of logo. No longer do you just wear T-shirts with a little statement on there, a political statement or, you know, a logo of a certain brand that you like or a certain band that you like. But you got to make a statement on your dresses and really fancy stuff as well but she's a poser because do you know who did this first and they the left couldn't stand the fact that this was actually being done from the right so they had to you know make their own of course joy villa if you remember her she's the uh, pop singer very conservative big trump supporter minority individual as well Joy Villa really was the one that made this kind of a cool popular trend where she would go to really big events, the MTV Awards or different music awards, and she would wear these really elegant dresses and one that was the blue and the red and the white that said Make America Great Again and Trump 2020 or Trump 2024. She had one that was white with the blood splatters on it that said abortion is murder. I mean, she had these really elegant dresses that were made for her and tailored to her that had these political messages on there. No Democrats have done that before. 
So AOZ felt like being the poser by being unique by wearing a white dress that said tax the rich. Now, outside of being the poser part and trying to mimic what a conservative was doing because I can't stand actually doing that, imagine the difference here. You have Joy Villa, who was a conservative, who went to a public event where the media is there, the general public's there to a degree, and it's more public than like this private little gala. It's a music award thing that's televised. It is a public event where she's trying to spread her message. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes to a gala that's a closed private event for the elites and celebrities who have lots and lots and lots of money to go and actually wear a dress that says tax the rich, making fun of them, while she can apparently afford to get tickets to this gala at $30,000 a plate. Now, if you remember, she did sign like a $10 million contract with Netflix to actually make a documentary on her and her rise into public office and, you know, coming from the low tending bar, you know, bartender that she was and becoming an elected official sort of thing. So, of course, she made a, ma a massive multi-millions of dollars on that deal with Netflix, and she still makes like $180,000 as a congresswoman as well. But she can afford that $30,000 plate. And now she's wearing the dress that tax the rich, not to make a public statement to the general public of all. Of course, it's being leaked by the entertainment folks. I'll be like, wow, look at this fashionable thing that she wore. And she's really unique. And she's so you know original by creating these different designs. How cool is she? But she went to a private event of rich elite individuals to wear a dress that said tax the rich to make fun of rich elite individuals that she is one. At a private event, as opposed to someone who goes to a public event that's televised nationally on TV with millions of viewers and listeners that shows up with a Donald Trump dress. I just find that interesting. So good all power to her. Democrats are going to love it. Oh, my gosh. She's so elegant. She's so wonderful. While she looks like a fool, because do you think that they're OK with paying more taxes? Probably some of them are just for that statement of I'm OK because I make way too much money. Others are probably angry at her, although they probably had the loopholes and buddy boy with the Democrats where they're going to be in the in class anyways, where when the taxes do get raised, it's not going to be on them because that's the way they like to roll, too. So well done, AOC. You make a fool out of yourself yet again. And we don't even have to try to find something to make fun of you with. It's just kind of easy because you do it all by yourself. Podcast going up in just a little bit. Make sure to tune in for that. Back at it on the radio tomorrow, wrapping up uh, a Tuesday. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio for a Wednesday celebration tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.